to do and I bet it. you're like, wow, who is this amazing person coming to make this podcast so, so much, much better? better. <laughs> so much better. You have no idea. Uh, like, I used to listen to that show. To listen to this. Like, no. You are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality, you know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly, no apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place a podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Welcome to Drink This Podcast, where the Edmonton-based podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. My name is Matt. Um, joining me today, so longtime listeners of this podcast um, will note that uh, I spent a lot of time standing over another Edmonton podcast, uh, which is where I first became aware of our guest today. Uh, our guest today is Sharon. Say hello, Sharon. Hello. Uh, so I know Sharon first and foremost as a former co-host of the now defunct high level showdown r.i.p pour one out for yeah i'm um, super super bitter um <laughs> i wish my tweets went back further than three months because i remember there was something you were covering that nobody else was covering I'm like, right. this is super important and yeah. the only show that's talking about it is done <laughs> um so sharon uh let's start because uh you were kind enough to bring it let's uh, this is called drink this podcast tell us a little bit about what you brought because this is the other element of the showdown where it's like oh, i want to try that. yeah so my uh husband has gotten into home brewing in the last little while so he's just been you know trying things out and so he brought uh, made me bring he didn't make me i was like <laughs> maybe i should bring a beer for matt and he's like cool uh so this is his black rye ipa um yeah, it's good. It's exciting. We have a ton of it in our house. And so, yeah. <laughs> As good. often happens yeah, when yeah, you exactly. live with a homebrew. I mm. have a lot of this. Would you like some? Yeah, exactly. It's very good. He'll be so excited to hear that. No, I really like, like it. He's like, oh my God, Matt is like a dandy sales rep. And it's like a huge thing because obviously dandy's badass. So it's like. I mean, we do try. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we teased a little bit how uh, how I know who you are. But let's let's go back a little bit before the high level showdown. Like, mm-hmm. how, Walk me through like how you get to there. Oh my goodness. Where uh, do I even begin? Well, let's start early. You're, uh, you're an immigrant to Canada? Yes, I am. Uh, I know you pointed this out during election coverage that you're a tax-paying, non-voting... <laughs> tax-paying, non-voting immigrant. So yeah, my family emigrated to North America in 1994. Okay. How old are you? I was about you? three. If, if I may. Yeah, ask. I was three. Okay. I'm now 28. So spent most of my, you know, life in North America and we... Immigrated to Michigan, a tiny town from Zimbabwe. Okay. That's a big to thing Michigan. To know. Yeah, to Michigan. Huh. To a small town called Berrien Springs, which most people wouldn't have heard of. But there's a very big uh university there run by the Seventh day Adventist Church. <laughs> and my family is very Seventh day Adventist. I used to go to one of their schools. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's exciting. When and I lived in BC, I oh. like for one year, yeah. uh, I went to a Seventh-day Adventist school. That's funny. I had one year of Seventh-day Adventist school as well. Um, that was the worst school year <laughs> of my life. But <laughs> I, I remember mine fondly. I was all, oh, it was also nice. the third grade. So like, yeah, fair. What did I know mm-hmm. about it? Right. It could have been terrible. But yeah. for me, I was like there was like three other people in my class. Yeah. Really small class yeah. sizes. Yeah. 
So that's what brought us to. My dad did his master's at Andrews University. So you, you, your family emigrated so he could go to the yeah. university. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So he did his master's there, uh, and that's where we kind of were there for a while. But then, I mean, no one really stays in Berrien Springs because there's literally nothing there. The university and like a vegetarian food store. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's more, like, I don't know if there's any Berrien Springs locals listening to this. I mean, it could happen. You know, yeah. So if you don't work for the university, you move away. Yeah, pretty much. There's not much going on or work for the church in some capacity. seriously committed to the vegetarian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. As many Seventh-day Adventists are. Is that right? Is that a thing? It's a big thing. I know so little about the religion. I just know that I went to one of their schools for a while, and they go to church on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Just Saturday Saturday. is like the main thing. I mean, unless there's different programs going on. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting religion. It's basically the same thing as most Christians, um, but with the Saturday, obviously. So they do a lot of Old Testament Jewish-like things. Huh. Like the Sabbath is the Saturday. And then they also don't eat pork like a lot of Jewish people. Do they like not turn on the oven and Uh, shit? Well, it depends how like intense you are. are. Yeah. When we're little, it was pretty intense. But I felt as we got older, my parents just like kind of relaxed. Like now my mom will like cook on a Saturday. Whereas before when we were little, it was like by sunset Friday, we're done cooking. Everything is done. Meal prepping. It's all eaten cold. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, and they don't believe people go to heaven after they die. That's also a really big thing. So, like, do you go to, like, space? Or? You're just, like, in the ground. You're kind of sleeping because the big thing that Seventh-day Adventists oh, believe in the is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, we're uh, all the, just waiting. The rapture? Yeah. So well, not you, the rapture. Just, like, Jesus is going to come back and snatch everyone up, and then the world, as we know it, will be over. So, the ves- like, your body, the vessel, is very much tied to the soul, then? Yes. Like, that's a big part of the... Yeah. Huh. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah. So, there's no heaven that we're all up in there. People are just sleeping until Jesus comes so if you wait long up. enough, you just go to sleep forever until Jesus arrives. Yeah. And your physical body then what, just resumes activity once Jesus returns? Yeah, see, this is the thing I'm always like, yeah, you just like get up. So this is the thing I always like asked as a kid. I'm like, so if you were a baby when you died, would you just, would you just be a baby forever? Would you age in heaven? There's right. lots of factors, unanswered and, questions and in so, this. But does your physical body go to heaven after that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like you yeah. do go to a yeah, different plane. Yeah, you go. Okay. Yeah, like all these graves are going to just like mm-hmm. pop up is what I remember thinking as a child. I'm like, wow, what if there's buildings on top of these graves? Like I've just always had this visual in my mind. How does that affect your perception of zombie entertainment? I love zombie entertainment, but okay. that's not something we would ever be into. No, no, kid. it wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah. like as uh, clearly an ex Seventh Day Adventist, Seventh Day Adventist, like to go to to have that narrative like baked into your idea into mm. your thought process and then be like oh there's this other thing but yeah. it's not a good thing when they come out of the grave yeah this is fascinating i didn't know i was gonna learn about seventh day yeah i i could go on all day yeah. um the my so gr- you move away from there yeah <laughs> so we moved away from barren springs and to indiana uh, and that's where most, like, I grew up mostly in mm-hmm. Indiana. Just outside of Indianapolis um, is where most of my upbringing happened in a, like, I don't know if it's even a city or town called mm-hmm. Decatur. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's I where we like hung I've out. I feel like I've heard of that place. Yeah, Decatur, Indiana. We lived in, like, one of those, like, massive suburbia kind of like, yeah. kind of like go to Summerside, like how every house looks the same down in, like, 
you know. Yeah. If no you have shade a to anyone ad- who lives in Southwest Edmonton. If you but have like, a Southwest address. Yeah, you, all the houses look the same. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We lived in one of those where, you know. Like a prefab development. Exactly. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bill, go to the show homes, pick one of the four yeah. models. You build your house. And that was a big deal because that was like the first home our family had huh. ever owned. And we were like, yes, we made and it. building from scratch. Um, yeah. So that's Indiana. Great. Yeah. And so what brings you, is it university that brings you here? Um, to Edmonton? Yes. Well, to, or to Canada. Oh, is that, is it two different? <laughs> let's start with Canada. Yeah. So Canada happened 2005. Okay. That's when my family moved to Canada. And this is uh, why I always got really passionate about immigration on the show. Mm-hmm. Because immigration system everywhere is just fucked up. I can curse on the show, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can. Please oh, yeah. I listened do. to that one episode. Okay. So, yeah. You said a lot worse yeah, words than all that. All the words. <laughs> So it's messed up. Immigration. Uh, my family, we first came, we were on the student visa. Okay. And then um, that ran out. We tried to apply for different kinds of, and again, this is just my perspective. I yeah. don't know the ins and outs. It didn't quite work out. We're, you know, basically, uh, I mean, Trump would say illegal immigrants for many, many years in the So States. your student paperwork expires yeah. and you just exactly. Stay. And by that time we would have had to go back to Zimbabwe and kind of figure it out mm-hmm. to come back. And Zimbabwe had kind of just gone downhill by then. So my parents, as many parents do, are yeah. like, we're not taking our kids back of course not. there. So, yeah, we were just rolling in Indiana for a long time um, illegally, which is a pretty stressful situation yeah, to I be in. Yeah, I can imagine. That's a, that's a weight to carry with you. Yeah, exactly. A big weight. So um, there was a period of time where Canada... It, because of the situation in Zimbabwe, you could come to Canada as a Zimbabwean and apply for like refugee status because okay. it was so crappy there. Yeah. And so actually a lot of people were doing that. I and remember this time. Like, this is our chance. Like we're going to cross the border. Huh. So that's why we came to Canada. And where did you first enter Canada? Um, Fort Erie. So Ontario. Okay. So we drove all the way from Indiana to New York and crossed okay. over up huh. into Fort Erie. Yeah. Fascinating. I know. And did you like have like plans for when you arrived here or? Um, well, I was young, so I'm trying to think, I guess I'm sure they had plans, but it was just really taking it right. step by step, from, I think. From your perspective, you're just like, we're just going. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this is terrible. I'm leaving all my friends. Yeah. What is Canada? How old are you? Where am point? I going? I was 14. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's a weird age too, like yeah. junior high. Everyone's awkward. Mm-hmm. Life is so emo. Yeah, we bounced around a lot when I was a kid. So, mm. like, n- never more than a three-year stretch for, like, up until, like, I was in high school. Yeah. And that was kind of, like, yeah. the last time we moved. It's, it's tough, it right? It does It does suck. Um, so, yeah, Fort Erie. And we were just chilling in Ontario for a while. Right. Because it takes a while to process all the stuff. Mm. So, we were there for about a year. So, you're there as refugees. Yeah. Hmm. Um, in like really terrible housing that the government gives you, which is so crappy. It was like, I feel like I don't remember it that much because I blacked it out from my mind. Right. I was like, this is too much. Um, but <laughs> like, I can't, I do not want to think about this again. But you know, this is good. This is like a therapy session, Matt. You're really helping me unpack is the that trauma right? of my young help. adulthood. Well, like, whenever, like, so whenever we have people on the show and they're like, yeah. well, what is it about? I'm like, it's really just about. Like, it's the conversation you would have with your friends at the bar. Yeah. Uh, except there are microphones present and there's no bar. Totally. Um, is, is the best way I can, like, I can frame it. So, yeah, it often ends up being, like, as I was telling you before we pressed record, like, this is the first time Sharon and I have ever met. Yeah. But it doesn't feel, like, I feel very comfortable talking to you mm-hmm. because 
I've, we've listened to each other's shows before. And like whenever I've talked to somebody that we've, that I've never met and that's happened on this show, it's usually that Paul brings them in. Right. So like there's yeah. the, there is the, like the, the buffer interlocutor of Paul to kind of like guide the conversation. Cause mm-hmm. he knows both of us. Um, but that's the fun thing about podcasting yeah. is you can really feel like you know somebody and and never have met them. So I'm happy I can help you unpack some shit. I'm glad, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'll cry. Who knows? Um, it's, it hasn't. <laughs> Has anyone cried on the podcast uh, before? Um, I might have cried on the podcast <laughs> before. I cry at a lot of things. Like I like it. I cry a lot. Getting vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to this other show called Behind the Bastards. Mm, never I'm, heard of it. It's a great show. Uh, Robert Evans. Uh, Paul talked about it the last time we recorded, but it's a Robert Evans show. Um, and he like picks a figure from history, so he did like Saddam Hussein and Hitler, right. and like kind of tells a, a interesting story about them that you might not have heard. And like he does a lot of modern figures too. Like he did three parter on Alex Jones that is just oh wow bananas. Mm. Um, but he his Christmas episode was about a person he admired, and it's about a man like a Swedish citizen who just walked into Nazi-occupied territory and started declaring all the Jews Swedish citizens and pulling wow. them out, and with no authority whatsoever. <laughs> like, just... You're Swedish. He describes it as an act of pure balls. He would just, like, act confident, and he talks about how he, like, hacked their hacked the fascists' brains because they respond wow. to, like, powerful personalities. Mm. So if you declare things with authority, they'll just believe you because they're fascists. Right. That's what they do. And by the end of this episode, I am in uncontrollable sobs. Oh, my sobs. gosh, like, I believe it. It was really quite moving because, like, he died in a Russian prison. Like, nobody oh, wow. knows what happened to him, hmm. uh, which is the worst part about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I cry a lot. So I may have cried on this show, um, but it may have been the one I did solo. Right. <laughs> so, like, I not only was I talking, I was talking to myself. Just crying. And just, just crying. Feeling all the feelings. I like it. Um, so you, I'm assuming everything gets processed and you be, you get out of this black hole of, of government subsidized housing. No. no. Well, okay. In terms of how quick it went, I just became a permanent resident two years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's how long that takes? Yes. Oh it's God. it's a little wild. It looks different for everyone, yeah. which is also the most bonkers thing. Like, yeah. isn't this a system? Aren't things just supposed to work yeah, a yeah. certain way? Um, but you know, in the meantime, we got out of, you know, Southern Ontario and moved to Alberta as many people were like moving around that time, right? 2006. Yeah. It was a profitable time and we settled in Calgary and. Yeah. It was a good um, time to move to Calgary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we hung out in Calgary. I went to high school there. Uh, yeah, I came in grade 10 and then. Yeah, then went to U of A and now I'm here. Like why (laughs) U of A, if I may ask? Why U of A? So I think I only applied to like three universities. Yeah, me too. And then U of A had like in terms of arts better than U of C. And then the also the That's upside nice. is I could be away from home, but not too far. It's a nice. It's, it's a, nice a factor, good distance, it? right? Yeah. And so yeah, I loved U of A. It was awesome. Um, it was really fun, fun environment. Did you go to U of A? I went to uh, Augustana. Oh, nice. So I went to. <laughs> I had a prof. Uh, do you know? Uh, maybe. Uh, that would be absurd to ask. Um, this guy that <laughs> taught me a class called David Goa, but he was like, um, oh, okay. Uh, I know he was heavily involved in working with Omar Cotter mm, when he was right. brought when he came here. Um, but he taught like the three hour once a week community engagement class. Right. It was usually oh, about like, uh, like the one I took from him was the like, uh, Judaism, Christian, Christianity, Muslim, like mm-hmm. the, those were like kind of a uh, using fiction, fiction written by those people to like 
connected to the religion. It's oh, neat. Cool. Um, but he called it the Riverside. He used to refer to U of A as the Riverside Campus, <laughs> uh, which I thought I like was adorable. It. So yeah, I went to Augustana for the same thing. Like I applied to like three schools. This yeah. one said, yeah, sure. Mm, um, and I was like, woo. Yep, pretty much. It gets me out of the house and away from here. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it again, I'd take a year off. Like, Yeah. All things That's not an equal. option as a child of an no. immigrant. I, I, it wasn't an it option wasn't for option me. It wasn't an option for you. Yeah, I was like, what? Education? There's this, um, I don't even know where I heard it. Maybe it was a speaker who was like, and obviously not just for immigrants, but she was like, your parents come here, they sacrifice all this shit, yeah. and the way you repay them is going straight to school and doing something of worth there. And that's like it. That's, <laughs> that's the goal. I did not do so that. So that's why I lied and told everyone that I was going to become a lawyer when I first went to university. That was a lie when you said it? Well, it was a okay, little bit I of a truth was, when I was said some it. Truth. Like, it was some truth. I guess like I believe, maybe I believe, but... Yeah. D- for you, did you do anything in university kind of while you were there to actually make it seem like you were going to go to law school? Oh, fuck no. No, exactly. No, absolutely I'm not. Like, there was no intention. Like, And I no. know people who've got, like I have friends who went and they went to law school. Like, And I'm like, oh, what they did is completely different from mm-hmm. how, what, how I acted in university now looking side by side. It makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I get that. That, that resonates for yeah. me. Because <laughs> no, I didn't do shit. No. Um, but I like my folks never expected me to go to law school. Like I always feel like my folks had re- reasonably low expectations of me, <laughs> which was kind of a gift. Right. Uh, my stepfather was really like expected a lot out of me, but that's not unreasonable. Somebody should, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my folks, I don't think ever expected me to like set the world on fire. Yeah. All my, all my family expected me to. Yeah. And it's like all my cousins. So I have a lot of cousins because okay. each of my parents have eight siblings and so and then all of them have like children so many children and so all my cousins it's like doc either doctor engineer lawyer like there's no kind of arts based whatever they're all like super intense and it's like (laughs) wow here me and my sister (laughs) my sister's like a social worker which is such an amazing job and i like no one knows what i do and so they're just (laughs) like oh like just last year my uncle was like so no law school i'm like i literally have a career i have been out of university for so long but that's not not good enough yeah they're like so law school i'm like no like i'm not going there i've started saying it again that would be cool i could do you think you will no no (laughs) no but i can say it just because i feel a little bit lost like (laughs) yeah why not um i i so my mom's a lawyer, which is right. like why probably why law school at mm. all. Like dad's a geologist and science is not for me. So yeah. if I'm going to reflect a parent, it's going to be ma. Um, and she always talked about being terrible at it. Like the way she passed her LSAT was whatever she thought the answer was. She picked the opposite. <laughs> uh, like the logic problems just uh, like eluded her. She's right. very good. She's a very good trial lawyer. Like she's a good yeah. lawyer. Or I not mean, trial obviously lawyer, but she's like courtroom smart, lawyer. Like she's obviously just a smart person. Yeah, like, she's a very smart you know, person. She was able to just like, oh, yeah. That is not to like talk down to my mom, talk yeah. down about my mom at all. She's a very smart lady. But yeah, no, she just, there were aspects of law that really connected with her, but the stuff that they wanted to know on the LSAT was not right. those things. So I'm like, well, I'm really good at that. So I bet like I wouldn't even have you to probably tr- could. to hack the test. I could probably just do it. Yeah, we'll see. I got practice books in here somewhere yeah. from the last <laughs> time I, d- I talked about it. You're like, it. I'm going to be a lawyer. Um, yeah. yeah, I've, uh, 
it's always the like, well, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm, it's like, right? I, don't, I don't know, man. Political science. I'm that? not going to, inv- I don't know, vote against my own self-interest. That's yeah, for goddamn sure. At least sure. I'll be informed <laughs> yeah. when I go to the polls. Right. No, like university was, I really love U of A and I mm-hmm. loved my university experience, but I definitely spent most of my energy with stuff outside of yeah. the classroom. So I was just, I'm always that kid and I am that adult, adult who always has so many things on the go whether it's a club I'm involved in and different things like that and so I put a lot of energy in all the like student groups I was in and things like that and like took leadership positions Mm -hmm. but just in the classroom I was like I can do and I know that is a privilege to be able to go to class and to be able to kind of do not your uh, not go 100% and get decent grades Mm -hmm. and I know that's a privilege so I'm like oh yeah okay that that worked for me and I got my degree so suck it I, I made it out alive with a yeah, piece of paper. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely was more interested in like the university experience than university itself. But the stuff that I stu- like, so I have a double major in drama and philosophy. Oh, and cool. what I studied, I was interested in. I mm-hmm. just had no interest in the peripheral liberal yeah. arts education they wanted me to get. Right. And in hindsight, that was stupid. Like, there's a lot of things that I pissed away in my lifetime, but there was like, I had an opportunity to learn some shit. I yeah. mean, I had fun and, and like, I think it was overall a good thing for me, but. But I, I feel like, like you don't, when you go in, you don't know all the options. Like when I look back, I'm like, I love my poli sci degree, but I was like, oh, I would have maybe t- taken some different classes yep. or in different things. But there's always like a track they want you to go on and you're mm-hmm. like, what is this track? But I would never, I was just random. Yeah, I was the same I took way. so many different things. I have friends, like, again, the example of people who actually tried, like, I have a friend who's in Harvard Law right now, at Harvard Law. Um, shout out to Phil, he's amazing. But he had, he was like, this is my specialty from, like, the beginning. He was like, mm-hmm. these are the classes I'm taking that'll all meet into this. And I'm like, what? Like, and he's like, what's your track? And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> t- I've taken five different kinds of polycycle courses i do not have a focus i I took this course on ethics and now i want to take this other thing because that sounds cool too yeah um that's how i ended up in philosophy was i kierkegaard was part of my ethics course and i was like this is fascinating and my prof was like well you should take my existentialism class i'm like what did you say (laughs) and within a year within that the end of the semester i had i had added a major to my degree oh very nice you would get along with my dad he could talk all day about kierkegaard i love kierkegaard all that stuff i took a very i was not even a humble brag it's just a brag (laughs) (laughs) i took this very high level kierkegaard course early like sooner than i should have because like phil was gonna let me get away with whatever like that was he just he seemed to like me and i was smart enough Mm -hmm. um and I was reading the book the day before and like the passage that really connected with me was like, what good would it be if I saw the truth naked and unvarnished standing before me and it produced within me a shudder of fear rather than a trusting devotion. And that mm. like, blew yeah. my mind. Uh, and Phil the next day like stumbled through it. And I was like, I, <laughs> I know that. And he stared at me and was like, Matt gets an A. Yeah, A plus. And I did. Nice. Um, so yeah, like that was really the like the jumping off. But if I hadn't like tried something new or like if I had followed this very direct course, yeah, that never true. would have happened. To that's me. totally true. That was a complete act of randomness. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Uh, so sorry, what did you study? Did you tell me that? Political science, Political science was my major and international studies was my minor. Okay. Yeah. And do you eventually like, can you focus on immigration in your poli sci track? I am sure I could have. 
Could I have? Yes. yes. Did I? Yeah. No. No. I just like would take classes that seemed interesting. But I loved poli sci. I mean, as a kid, well, I hated it. But my dad, he would always make us read the New York Times. But we were like nine. And then he would (laughs) make us tell him about it. And I'm like, this is the worst thing that I have ever experienced in my life. But from a very young age, just like politics and like all that reading was a very big focus Mm -hmm. in our childhood. And so I hated it when I was younger. But you know, it ended up being this thing that I was really passionate about, which is interesting. But it's also funny because my dad was like, well, I didn't really want any of you to go into the arts. And we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I thought I would give you that education at home. And then you guys would go into like the sciences or like something. I was like, that makes no sense. You created us all yeah. to be like really into liberal arts. Like this is this is not how it works. Isn't it weird how you're just like, they think you're in con- they think they're in control oh, of yeah. how they shape you and then they create a monster yeah, in their exactly. eyes. Uh mom once drunk dialed me and at a certain <laughs> point I was like I was pre-baked. Uh so we we're having this conversation at a certain point she's like where did you fucking come from? Like <laughs> who made you this way cuz you're so not me and you're right. so not your I'm like I'm That's the hilarious. perfect combination. I'm all the worst elements of both of you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um and then so that becomes uh, what is that where you uh, connect with um, Elliot and uh, Michael? Michael, yeah. Yeah, so Elliot and I met, um, yeah, he was poli sci and <laughs> he wa- wanted to join the PSUA, and which What's is a political PS- science undergrad association. Okay. And so I was on uh, the PSUA for most of my time in university. Okay. Um, just climbed the ranks, ended strong at president, you up, know. Up, up the I love, I love a good, powerful position, so... <laughs> so he wanted to join i was like who's this dude and then he joined and we became really good friends and then elliot and michael were actually friends so i wasn't really i didn't really know michael before um the podcast like we knew yeah but but you weren't like yeah and so so it's elliot that brings you into that world yeah exactly so we kind of connected and then yeah and so i like i listened to that show long before like not i don't know probably lasted what a year and a half two years maybe yeah uh so i was listening to it pretty early on because um because Karen was all about it. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of, that's how I got connected to and I bet it. But you're like, wow, who is this amazing person coming to make this podcast so, so much, much better? better. <laughs> so much better. You have no idea. Uh, like, I used to listen to that show. Are you fucking out of your minds? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Just two white guys sitting in a room yelling about things. <laughs> right? uh, but that, but after that, it becomes, let the lady finish, man. <laughs> Um, thank you thank you you're welcome i I was on your side yeah no Um, it was really fun that is and it was a great uh uh, so it's just like poli the poli size study breeds political interest here but how does that what does that feel like as somebody who who can't vote like that's gotta be it's definitely weird i yeah i've just i've never voted before which is strange i'm 28 years old and 28 years old and i've never voted because I became voting age in Canada and I've never Never been been a citizen. Um, That's hopefully about to change this year. Are you close? By the end of the year, it's very close. So maybe I'll be able to vote in the federal election this year, which would be super cool because then if I didn't, then I'll have to wait so long till the next election I have to vote in. Um, That'd probably be a municipal one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the, that would probably be the first one if you yeah, miss the Fed. Definitely. So that's fascinating. It's, it's very weird. It doesn't stop me from being involved, right? Maybe that's why I'm even more passionate about it. Yeah. It just creates this like 
desire to, you know, know things and have an opinion and, you know, be involved in things, I think. But yeah, it's it's strange. It's not something I think about a lot, except when it's like voting and I'm like, oh, wow, I just can't have a voice. And there's like idiots going to the polls, like voting against their own self-interest. Right. Shouldn't call them idiots. But I'm like, man, you're voting against yourself. And why? Well, so you're not an idiot. Yeah. You just didn't idiot. think this through. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that like you're not a bigot, just those things yeah. weren't a deal breaker for you. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, it's it's interesting but i i just try to you know spread the good word yeah uh, so what what like what do you do as a career then like how does that translate into into work life yeah so again going back to university where i didn't really spend time in class mm-hmm. i spent a lot of time outside of class mostly involved in you know the psua the undergrad association and also the campus food bank so was really huge volunteer in right. the food bank at the u of a Um, really great experience. And that was kind of, even though, of course, growing up in a very religious household, I knew like charities and stuff like that. But that was the first time where I was like, oh, like people work in these things called nonprofits Mm -hmm. and kind of learning what nonprofits even are. And so towards the end of my university degree, I was like, I'm obviously not going to be a lawyer. And uh, (laughs) there was a job that opened up at the food bank to be their volunteer coordinator uh, part time. And so I was like, oh, let me apply to that. And I'd volunteered for a number of years there and I got the job and then that turned into a full time position. Okay. Uh, So that was kind of my introduction to the nonprofit sector, which was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I really loved it and was passionate about it. Uh, and so now, for the, af- after I left the Campus Food Bank, I work for uh, Edmonton Chamber of Voluntary Organizations, okay. which is like a nonprofit and charity in Edmonton. And they support nonprofits and charities. And so, you know, through co- training, professional development, conferences, um, bringing together organizations to be like, how can we work together um, to have greater impact in mm-hmm. community? Kind of a hmm. lot of different things. So, yeah, it's been kind of a fun fun ride sounds very rewarding it is it's (laughs) i mean people always say that it's funny though but it's not like i always make the joke it's not like i work for a sexy organization it's not like i'm like big brothers big sisters like oh look at these kids like or like putting coats on like i don't know homeless people something that people are like yes like you know it's it's more higher level, which is kind of weird, but it is rewarding inadvertently because yeah. I'm helping people that work in those organizations. But organization is key. Like if you don't get your shit together, oh, yeah. you're not going to get anything done. Yeah, that's true. And you're not a you're a not for profit. Mm-hmm. So be, like there's already a conception of what that means and oh, what that totally. implies. You got to work your fucking ass off. Yeah, and usually with like very little pay mm-hmm. and like things like that. So. Um, yeah, it's a good time. It, it, I've learned a lot because, again, not for profit. There's like yeah. six of us and we all do like hundred different things. But I bet you guys can really meme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Oh, yeah. That sounds sure. like it would. It was it's a community that would generate some funny Internet content. Yeah, there is. There is some funny Internet contact for, content for sure. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I do pretty much on a day to day basis. Nice. It's it's like. It's a weird thing to explain because it's kind of like no day looks the same. Right. Like sometimes I'm like planning an event and some days I'm like at my computer, like, you know, yelling at someone, not yelling, but, you know, it's it's all looks different. Aggressively. Typing aggressively. As per my last email. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I said. So, yeah, (laughs) 
nonprofits. That's what I've been doing the whole time, pretty much. Very cool. Very mm. cool. Uh, so I want to know, and I, I got to ask because it felt yeah. very abrupt to me. Uh, when you guys, so when you came on to that show, I'm going to, I'm going to drag it back to this podcast that mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with. It doesn't exist anymore that I'm still somehow yeah. obsessed with. Um, so I, I, as I, we were kind of alluded to it before, like that show was good. And then the introduction of a third voice, like and all kidding aside, made it significantly better. Mm-hmm. Like giving that what I'll call a more firmly progressive stance to right. implant into that Thank conversation. You. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It's, it's true. You are the, you're the wacky lefto yeah. of, that, <laughs> totally. of that trio. And it's weird how you shift the Overton window of the entire conversation. Cause Michael is the leftist without you there, mm-hmm. but you drive him like way into the center, uh, which Michael. then no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to judge yeah. anybody. No. Um, you can believe whatever you want to believe. We can talk about the median tax rate all day. That's, that's <laughs> fine with me. I wanted to, those are the things I want to talk right. about. I don't want to have to talk about like what the appropriate reaction to the existence of fascism in right? North America exactly. is. Like, it's I've, ridiculous. Yeah, I want to fight about Die Hard because if I don't, I have to realize that all my family and friends are monsters, mm-hmm. um, and that's a hard thing to swallow. It really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it really and not like sorry, I say monsters. monsters. Yeah, uh, but they're just like they're, like the people around you are very different from you, and yes. that's never been a more scary thing for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like whether it's imagined or or real like the threat of the other seems to be most present more than it's ever been yeah and then sometimes i'm like am i just becoming like the people that i'm like ooh you're othering people mm-hmm. because of course i know i live in a bubble especially even more now in edmonton mm-hmm. but a lot of times i'm like oh i need to be open and hear different points of views but then sometimes i'm like that view is like terrible or it's like rooted in something else that is terrible and yeah it's hard it's a hard thing to separate the people that you love Mm -hmm. from like some of their political views that you feel are pretty problematic or hurtful to others or whatever it is right and And that's that's a weird balance that's the rub of it is hurtful to others yes um because again we're not debating the median tax rate anymore we're not talking about allocations of funds for public transit Mm -hmm. like the conversation is who deserves what like should how old you are affect how much i can legally pay you (laughs) yeah do you feel like it's so because we went through a really like aggressive yet like because they're short they feel more aggressive Mm. campaigning system or campaign and then it just kind of like was and and nothing really happened for a while do you feel that it's coming on a lot worse that or you you feel like the policies that are rolling out feel that much more like because we had that bereave where we could be like maybe it didn't happen yeah i think they feel this is the interesting thing and i was talking to to someone about this the other day i think for people like us Mm -hmm. they feel a lot worse but sometimes i think about other people that there's people who honestly couldn't tell you, they wouldn't even know that Jason Kenney and the UCP passed these bills this yeah. week. Like, which is also very interesting to me. Cause I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You don't know about the minimum wage thing. You don't know about the gay conversion committee thing. There's a what? You know, the, the, Wait, the gay all I know about is... therapy committee thing. What the fuck is that? Well, there was the committee that um, the Notley government had started to basically like outlaw gay conversion conversion, therapy but the ucp are like we don't need this committee bye and so yeah that's basically what happened there was an awful part of me that wanted somebody to push him on it 
to like to the point of breaking where it's like well i did it and it's fine yeah <laughs> right it's like mm. yeah um yeah uh so there that that's done we're no longer a long gay yeah it's therapy. we're getting it's very mixed messages right now they're mm-hmm. like well we might have it but we might not or yeah but it's basically this it's been discontinued for the yeah. time being so. we're not going to talk about it anymore either yeah way. I, and I also feel like I, I don't know if I'm desensitized. Like um, my husband's from Ontario. So okay. the Ford government, like what's been happening there is like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I see that and I'm like, this is terrible. Is this what's going to be happening here? And then it's starting out pretty not quiet, but like here it's like, OK, we haven't seen the huge like slash and funding and yeah. things like that. That'll come later. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm kind of at the edge of my seat right now. I just don't know. OK, because I, like, I, I felt like there was this little window where it's like, where nothing felt different. Yeah. Because like, okay. nothing had happened yet. But exactly. now it's going to start happening. happening. Now yeah. that, you know, they're in session. There's going to, every day, there's going to be a new thing. It's also the, like, the the coverage of it that kind of bugs me. Because now they're like, well, this idea is kind of dumb. I'm like, where were you a month ago? Yeah. Like, yeah. You could have said that. It's the same thing always. I'm like, what, said where that. have you been? Yeah. What have you been doing? Yeah. So where have you been and what have you been doing? <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, I kind of interrupted your question about me pushing everyone to the to the center. Oh yeah, you you did really like yeah. shift the uh, shift I the entire it. window. Of that. That's yeah. fine. That's kind of this show is a digression yeah. podcast that sometimes gets to a point. Um, I forget what I was yeah, where I, what I was driving at, but I really missed that show. Why did it stop? Um, lots of reasons. I think anything uh, you can was, tell me there about there was fatigue. Uh, especially on, you know, Elliot and Michael's part, you know, it was a weekly podcast. That's hard it to probably do. Probably should have started, you know, not weekly because that's a lot of content to try to keep up with. It's a, we used to be a weekly show. I'm yeah. like, this is absurd. It's, it is absurd. And then staying up with a news cycle is also very difficult on a weekly basis. Like you have to, mm-hmm. you know, ingest a lot of content and a yeah. lot of right now pretty ugly shit. And so I think it just got really exhausting. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then, you know, Elliot has a really awesome job, but his job often has it involves politics in his role. And so um, I don't think he'd mind me saying a lot of times he'd find it challenging to be as candid as he wanted yeah. to be. And so, yeah, that's I mean, fair. we kind of were like, oh, what do we do? Do we change things? And we're like, you know, let's just step aside step but away you know that. we you never know we might come back in different ways that's always a possibility you should do after the election we were like so we kind of probably need a podcast don't we that was like a funny thing because we're like oh my god like we need this in this current alberta I, politics i tell you what you guys do a monthly roundup all mm. you have to do is sit down and push record yeah i will post everything <laughs> like i will handle all of posts uh. and i'll host it Oh my gosh! Hit well, me up. I mean, this is on the record Elliot. right it's, now. It's, Elliot will listen to this. I know you're listening. Get at me. Yeah. Slide into my DMs. Let's All do right. this. Well, we'll talk about it. I I 100 serious. I would do that for the value that I think that show creates. I would put that work in. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Love the fans. The, all the good political podcasts in Alberta end. Yeah. Uh, there used to be a show. Uh, so the reason we call our wrap-up segment sad when it's over is because of the strategists oh right and one day the strategists were just like this is our last show forever goodbye and i was like (laughs) no no closure (laughs) what's happening yeah i was driving in the in my car and i was like wait scream pull over to the side of the road you know cry uh so i was like oh i'm so sad that's over yeah 
Oh, so that's why we end the show that way. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel there is a, a void of good political content yeah, it's in hard. Alberta. Yeah. There's like one Alberta produced podcast that's okay. And I was listening to the Journal's podcast and it was all fine and good until they started interviewing politicians mm. and all their snarky sarcasm about what they will and will not talk about yeah and like, oh, you guys are fucking like don't laugh at Derek's jokes don't laugh at his yeah. jokes right I he mean, just talked about separating Alberta from con- from and you laughed at his stupid joke that idiot follow-up question yeah I think the thing that I the thing that's missing a lot of times in politics which I we tried to do at the show is kind of make things a little clearer about the complicated things about it. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't really following like what bills are passed or this yeah. and that. And so that's what I often am looking for in a politics podcast. Just shit is confusing sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I still barely know what SNC-Lavalin is. Just kidding. But it's just like, you know, it's like there's so much yeah. stuff. And it's yeah. like, how and do it's, you sift through it's this? It's so unsexy. Like, yeah. there's no, at least when liberals fuck up, it's because they were doing something they weren't supposed to, <laughs> like, that everybody can understand, yeah. uh, like drugs or mm. whatever. Well, I guess drugs is not a specifically left-wing yeah. problem. Uh, but anyway, like, the, it's, a, it's an easy to understand or an easy yeah. for your average person to digest. But a, like, complicated scandal about a crooked-ass multinational corporation. Right? Like, it's so complicated. And who's allowed to say what and when? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. No one knows. Is. We and still don't know. You just you don't have time for it. Like no. nobody has that kind of time. That's why even people are like, "Do you think that's gonna affect Trudeau in the polls?" I'm like, "No," because no one understands it. Yeah. Still, like it's gonna happen in fall, and no one is gonna be saying SNC Lavalin. No, no one knows what it is. Do you really think that that just goes away? I don't think it goes away, but I don't think it'll be as detrimental as some people think it will. I think people have a short memory. That's the okay. struggle. So, given the general political climate in Canada and the world at large. Do you see him holding on to power? I think he can do it. I think he can scrap by. <laughs> and this is me not like, you know, wanting I to predict the worst. I think he can. It's a possibility. And because I also think Andrew Shear, no one still really knows who he is and he hasn't really defined himself. So I think it's mm-hmm. also a little bit of Andrew Shear, people being like, who is that guy? Is this guy? Um, How do you think yeah, Max plays know. into that? Ugh. <laughs> that racist i don't know i think he'll probably flop as like really? i don't think i don't think it'll be he'll yeah he'll be the freedom conservative but writ large like yeah yeah i just, think so i think it'll happen like that where you're like oh there's so much momentum but then when it comes down to it i don't know how many people will actually vote for him uh, I, I hope so he terrifies and this me. is me being hopeful because i'm just like how so what terrifies me about him is the way he talks and like the language he uses on mm-hmm. Twitter freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Because it's like red pillar. S- he uses mm-hmm. w- phrases like the red pill and yeah. SJWs. I'm like, those people are motivated. Yeah. Like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is pretty scary. Um, And he's a serious candidate. Like at least in some peripheral way, he is a serious candidate for oh, leadership yeah. of this country. And that's fucking mm-hmm. terrifying. So I really hope you're right about that. Yeah. But I, I, th- I really hope so. I find it kind of fascinating that you think there's a path to victory for the liberals in this country. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm, I'm an idealist. I'm maybe. just like, maybe the Canada I was sold when I crossed the border. <laughs> How could we? <laughs> How could we indeed? Yeah. Uh, that's but where hope. do you move to? Right. Where will I move to next? Yeah. No, didn't the P- didn't PEI just elect 
a shitload of green candidates. Yeah, like out east is still a pretty good place yeah. to be. And I, I love out there. I went there for my honeymoon to Nova Scotia and it was oh, yeah? lit. So I'm just like, maybe I'll just move out there. Newfoundland was delightful. If I could get a job there, we'd go mm. now. Yeah, it's a great, I love it. If uh, either it's of us could place. get a job out yeah. there. Yeah, it's delightful. Mm. Where'd you guys meet? Ooh, this is a, actually a fun story. Is it's it? actually one of my favorite stories to tell. Uh, so Let's we talk met. about something happy. I know, right? So we met um, longtime Edmontonians, no Sonic Boom. Sure, I'll have some more beer. And so Sonic Boom, um, of course, was the music festival that ran for many, many years. And so it was Sonic Boom 2013. And the LRT was had a lot of construction going on and so there was shuttle buses and so the first night of the festival you know got on the bus with my friends i snagged the last seat and there was a dude sitting there and he just randomly started talking to me i don't know i had a lot of beers that day so i don't really (laughs) remember and so he started talking to me or whatever and then he was like introducing me to his friend who was sitting next to him he's like oh my friend just got a job at this place we just moved from ontario and i was like okay cool story dude and then he got on the phone and was calling Domino's and was ordering the meatiest pizza ever. Just like all the meat, like sausage, bacon, ham. And I was like, wow, this is like a very meat forward, aggressive pizza. But, you know, more power to it. Yeah. So he's just ordering this huge meaty pizza. And then he goes, oh, are you going to White Ave? And I, at this time, I was watching a lot of Criminal Minds. So I was like, oh, my God, stranger danger. This dude yeah. is trying to creep Don't on me. Don't tell him where you're going. I'm not telling him where I'm going. I was like, no, I am not. And so we're downtown at this point. And then he's like, okay. And then he, like, hops off the bus with his friend and goes. Um, later only to find out. So the guy, obviously, was John, who I was talking to, my husband. Later to find out, because he was new to Edmonton, he didn't really know where he was. So he was trying to, like, just try to get his bearings. And so he got off downtown and just was, like, lost, lost. and had to, like, walk across the high level all the way to his house. So, you know, sorry, but that's what happened. But then... The next day at Sonic Boom, I'm in the beer gardens with yeah. my beer. I'm a super clumsy person, and I bump into this person, and it's him. I was like, "Bus boy!" It was the guy from the bus. <laughs> um, literally oh, said, "Bus boy." That's yeah, I was best. like, "The bus boy," and he's like, "Hey, you know." We were chatting. Is and- that what he went in your phone as? <laughs> I oh that's also kind of funny because I didn't really I, I don't I didn't put him in my phone he put me in his phone oh. um yeah so we're chatting and um again lots of beers and he always loves this part of the story because I was like oh yeah like what's your name is he's like oh my name is John and I was like that's made up I don't know I was apparently high alert yeah uh, but John is <laughs> no, like the most not. common name uh. like why did I think that was a lie and so he's like no it's not and I was like can I please see your ID. Um, yeah, so super intense. That's me. Strong personality is what people always say. So I checked his ID and, uh, his name in fact was John because it's one of the most common names in the world. John, and not Jonathan? Not Jonathan. Oh, see, because you could have busted him on Jonathan. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, you lied. <laughs> Crook. <laughs> uh, yeah, and his name was John, in fact. And he asked me for my number and asked if we could go on a date. A few days later, he texted me. I asked my roommate, did I give someone my number? Because, again, I did not really remember. And she's like, yes, there was a guy. You gave, gave him your number. And the rest was history. Went to Sugar Bowl a few days oh, later. Haven of the classic student. I know, right? Had some beers, and now we're married. Oh, that's yeah. adorable. Yeah, very serendipitous. I love, I love a good. My parents were cute. very concerned. They were like, "You met him at a rock concert, you know." <laughs> 
super religious. They were like shook. They were like, what kind of man is this? Who goes to a rock yeah, concert? Yeah, they're like very appalled. But, you know, they love him now. So it worked out. So that's how we met. That's My good. That's fun important. Sonic Boom story. Uh, I didn't realize. So, like, I get along pretty well with my in-laws mm-hmm. and i like my wife currently lives with my dad so like oh, everybody nice. gets along well yeah. um i didn't know it was a thing that you didn't like i thought that was a tv trope yeah. until one of my bosses like i fucking hate my mother-in-laws oh no i also agree like some people i really like my in-laws yeah, they're, they're fun such people. nice people yeah. and i love it and people are whenever we go to ontario they're like you're staying how long with them i'm like like a week they're like oh is are you gonna be okay i'm like yeah it's gonna be fun they're the nicest people they cook for us every day we're it's like we're at the fairmont hotel mcdonald because they like treat us like we're you know the queen they're amazing i love them i love in-laws nice Mm. we got a little more time to kill you got a game of thrones take um So, fun story. I do not watch Game of Thrones. Oh, really? But I'm about to reveal to people who might know. So, I don't like feeling like I am missing out on things. You have serious FOMO? Yes. And so, I just read about Game of Thrones. And in conversations, people think I watch it. Because then I'm just like, oh, yeah. I can't believe Arya, like, killed the Night King. And, like, I just, people think I watch Game of Thrones because I pretend to. And it's a lie I've lived for a long time. But now that it's over, I'm ready to confess on the air right now. I do not watch Game of Thrones. I just pretend I did the same thing with Breaking Bad like I'm I just you know I just am too exhausted I don't want to watch it and so then I just pretend Uh, uh, so So that's my story I didn't finish Breaking Bad um but I I don't think finally someone no there's so much television in the world exactly that's my challenge I finished like a few things and like not for nothing but every time a show ends all I hear from the people that love it is how stupid it was yeah they hate it I don't know yeah um were you sad or happy about what happened like that's fine is it perfect no no No. it's not perfect it's not bad though like all so i i I can't claim this is my own like phrasing of it but all the math adds up right so if i had like minimum three maximum eight more episodes i would have felt better about a lot of things but nothing happened where i was like this is dumb like right why is this happening it just happened i get everything was like oh yeah okay i get it right right she crucified all those people before but they were bad so nobody (laughs) cared but now she's doing it here and they're pissed Mm, like you know right um so yeah like i was fine uh i didn't hate the brand reveal as much as everybody else seemed to like yeah uh, that makes a lot of sense he's got a good story that people can can jive on like yeah they'll, they'll like the average peasant who hears this story will be he did fucking what he yeah. should be the king of this place because <laughs> they'll never meet the kid yeah. right like it's fine um i like it i love how you're just into it did you find the show too dark to see that was another thing on twitter no People were squinting. People were very mad. They could not see what was happening. Then the Starbucks cup happened, and God forbid. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like. I also never spent a lot of time theorizing. Like, there were times I'd be like, "Well, I think this is going to happen," but right. I wouldn't be like, "Well, this means this, and that means that this is going to happen, and this is what they mean by this." And like, there's right. a lot of stuff they do in here that they just never address again. Like, I'm used to them, Chekhov's gunning all over this place. Yeah. So like, this is fine. Like, it's a it's a a world with thousands of years of history that i need to know a little bit about like a lot of little pieces of it like Mm -hmm. the wall and like there's a lot that like some shit's just not gonna go anywhere so yeah i was fine with it 
I like it. And uh, I also like love to love things that other people hate and call them dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hobby of mine on the internet. I love it. Oh, I have a question for you. Oh yeah, this far away. Fun. I love it. So okay, as like uh from what I've uh viewed as a pretty like woke white dude, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. just like pretty woke. Okay. Like, what's that like being like a woke white dude among other wh- white dudes? I. And what do you, what do you do to try to help make other people woke? I drink a lot. <laughs> um and like yell <laughs> yeah I yell on the internet yeah. i don't like i'm not very good at it and i like confrontation makes me uncomfortable mm, yeah um i experience some gross things in my time but i've also like i like i don't want to like call myself an ally like people who declare themselves allies yeah. tend to be dicks <laughs> yeah and i don't want to totally. be that person yeah. um so like i just kind of do my best to calls it as i sees it and very nice it tends to be the that I tend to lean a certain way. So, um, but yeah, there's times where like, especially in my job, which is like in the liquor industry, which mm. is like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, where someone will say something to me and my, like in my head, I'm like, dude, we are at work. Right yeah. Now. We are at fucking work. And that is gross. Like there's no reason we should be talking about this. any other place, any right. other it scenario. Yeah. You would get fired for this mm. shit or you should be severely disciplined. But uh, yeah, um, it's gotten a lot more, like it's again i don't want to be the guy who's like well fuck it i'll be fine like i don't need to do anything about this and you're all clearly morons that nobody that don't want to help themselves so like why should i be engaging in this conversation so like it's there's a lot of it's complicated case mod there's a lot of ins a lot of outs a lot of what have yous yep but i'm i'm i feel a little bit like i don't know touch that you call yeah. me a woke white dude. yeah you know you haven't fucked up yet matt thank so, you i appreciate you know. that I, i'm sure i have somewhere along i yeah. know i've done bad things oh in my we life. all have exactly um well so like i've gotten really into sports lately because mm. like the thing i've learned is like sports is the ongoing narrative that never goes away yes. so like there's never going to be an ending because yes. like you can't and you're not writing it it like unfolds as it does like uh, ba- it just happens. Baseball is life right now, uh, and that's kind of like my coping right. mechanism for everything, and mm. it's pretty sweet. Um, but also, like, there are a bunch of dudes from the South and guys from Latin American countries, which are like heavily Catholic yeah. or heavily religious areas. Not a lot of them have great opinions on women, gay mm-hmm. people, or in the case of the dudes from the South, people that aren't white. Yeah. Um, and now some of them had Twitter when they were 17. And like the things that I said when I was 17 were abhorrent. Yeah. Like I delete my Facebook memories often when it comes mm-hmm. up. Cause I'm like the status. I'm like, Ooh, I said that. Or I delete things I've said. Cause like, wow, that did not at each one. No. Like we all have it, those. Exactly. Right? Um, now if I was famous and somebody busted me saying things like that on Twitter, I would immediately delete them all. Yeah. Um, and some <laughs> agents aren't smart enough to do that, but like also like some of them beat their wives and yeah. it's like a, a big deal. So like that kind of drama exists everywhere. I forget where I was going with that. Uh, well, I find the same thing with NFL because I'm a big football fan. Okay. Um, really into fantasy. Uh, and so it's kind of hard. It's mm. this whole thing about like, ooh, I love this sport so much and yeah. I love all of this. But then like you have a lot of shitty people in your league and you don't do anything about it. Right. Like it's, it's complicated. So those Okay, so I know where I was going. Those things exist in our lives and there's nothing we can do about them. Like my relationship with the word gay used to be really problematic. Oh, yep, same. Um, <laughs> It, it happened. I don't feel good about it. Mm. I wish I could change it, but I can't. Yeah. I don't feel that way now. And I understand why what I did was wrong, mm. uh, which is literally the best I can do. And like that happens a lot. Not like 
that's starting to bleed into sports, which is yeah. supposed to be my reprieve from all this shit. Right. Uh, it's it, it, like part of it is that it like really salvaged my relationship with my father. Like we, at least I didn't want to spend a lot of time around him because like dad's in oil and gas and he's fairly conservative, mm-hmm. not, not, not well off white dude yeah um so he has opinions that i don't agree with and like he understands things differently than i do which is kind of fine but also like naming your teams the indians is bad and we had a big fight about that too so like (laughs) it's everywhere you go yeah um but it it it, we have something to talk about that doesn't involve yelling and that's Mm. pretty awesome that's hard hey especially like parents they're so set in their race so it's like oh what is the common denominator that we can talk about this is what i talked about when i cried yeah uh right um and yeah like it 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 helps a lot Mm. and like he's a big blue jays fan we talk about guerrero they've got like a a trio of legacy baseball players yeah like it's a lot of fun man and it's kind of a fascinating game like it's i if you had told me 10 years ago that, that my favorite really thing to into- do would be to get high and read books about math i would have said you were out of your fucking <laughs> mind and now i read books now i get stoned and read books about math i love it well i was a big baseball fan when i was younger yeah. in the town that i grew up in it was baseball and football mm. and so i you know don't really follow baseball anymore i have a fantasy baseball team that i co-own with um my husband oh fun it's it's hard because I just I'm like, wow, I forgot a lot of things. I'm like, who are these people? So I'm learning. And you really got to rely on numbers. Then. Yeah, exactly. So I have not been pulling my weight this um, season, but, you know, we'll see. The season is still Do you, early. Can you rattle off a couple players you have? Like, oh, no. no. This is how bad I have okay. been. Like, John has just been managing our team this whole time. I'm like, oh, my God, we're third in the league. Great job, babe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to pay attention. But I did basketball. So that was a big learning as well for me. There's a small rep, like a bunch of beer reps that have a little fantasy league going that oh, I'm fine. in on. And it's like my favorite industry extracurricular. Again, in an industry yeah. that's populated by a lot of problematic things. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Like we like a part of my job is to go out and party, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of like stress and work that goes into pre- before that. And it's like also we're around alcohol all the time. Mm. So it's like a great place for people with problems to yeah. like, kind of cover those problems up. Um, and then you pile a bunch of misogyny and other bullshit on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. But this is my current favorite extracurricular industry activity. It's fun. Yeah, it is a lot it's of fun. It's super fun. I'm so into it. I'm like moving players around. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get this guy. It is so fun. Fantasy sports. I mean, people who don't do it are just like, what is that? Yeah. But I, I love it. Like, I have four fantasy football leagues. It's a little insane. Yeah, that's I love it so much. I started, like, an all-women's one with, yeah. uh, like, women I'm friends with because I'm like, we need more representation from women in fantasy sports. I feel it's like so fo- fun. Football's a little bit easier, like, given it's only, what, 16 games or something like yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more manageable, and you don't go through, like, playoffs, so it's, yeah. you know, it's really manageable for people. And I feel like it's easy to enter. Like, I yeah. got my sister into it. She's like, okay, learning about it, so yeah. it's, it's fun. Oh, yeah, and it, like, it actually causes me so adopting a sports fandom in an older age like i did Mm. not like sports as a kid right don't run um (laughs) this is really really new to me so like picking it up i don't have like some kind of ingrained narrative to like latch onto a team right right? um if the expos comes back comes back they'll be my guys Mm. but like so i just like listened to some baseball podcast until i heard a team come up a few times that wasn't the cubs the red sox (laughs) the yankees and i pick the milwaukee brewers because they were like oh, on so the way nice. up so ran- you didn't even pick the jays as a no, canadian fuck toronto are you kidding me you <laughs> fair, know what, fair, you know what yeah. did it um also they suck um and nobody wants to watch like and that's not a, like it, 
it happens in baseball, yeah. but no no new fan wants to watch a shitty team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if I had started this year, it would be the Twins. Right. Uh, because they're like really taking off. Mm. And that's how you get to enjoy a sport is you watch people who are good at it and are having fun playing it. Right. And you're like, oh, well, this I, is I am a new Edmonton Oilers fan, so I can oh, I'm sorry. attest. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I never, again, didn't grow up with hockey. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm into hockey. Like, I'm Canadian. And so the past two years, I was like, I'm going to start. And I live in Edmonton. Yep. I was like, I am an Oilers fan now. Yep. And it's been hard time that's that's really smart like i wish i had a regional team yeah. to root for and like i could enter it that way but i just i had to find some guys who i enjoyed because i actually yeah. had to make an effort to watch yeah watch Milwaukee. Um, i like it so uh yeah, they're uh they're a fun group of guys to watch. <laughs> they're not Love doing it. as well as they did last year but you know yeah. We're into it now. You're so a real fan. They're no, my guys now. No jumping around now. Uh, but it, fantasy kind of causes me to watch the league in a different way. So I will yeah. watch players that are on my team. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, not the whole game, but I'll like flip over and be like, okay. So it, it changes it from being like a regional team experience to being a like, I like watching that guy yes. take. Lo- That's the same thing with football, right? Yeah. Is you that get how to, it works? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You get to know the players. You're like, ooh, support them. But then also just getting to understand the game in a different way, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing George Will and I agree about is football. Uh, <laughs> and he said it's um, it exemplifies all the worst elements of American society. Yeah. It's uh, bouts of horrific violence punctuated by <laughs> committee meetings. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. Succinct, that's, right? that's good. I, I was like, like it. That's why I don't like that sport. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of watched a basketball game. I'm like, oh, this seems neat. I yeah. have no idea what's happening. Yeah, but. I'm just really into it now. I'm just oh, yeah? like, yes, I'm watching every single thing. I love it. I love that feeling when I watch sports and everyone is like rooting for someone. And it's just so exciting. That energy. I really love it. Like I again, same as you, I did not play sports. Nope. I like right now I'm trying to learn how to run. And I'm just like really love. Sp- I love watching sports because mm-hmm. I think it's just so fun. Well, And I think it's because so much of sport, at least sport fandom is about the story of the game itself right like whether it be football or hockey like people are really like it's it's all about records it's all about numbers Mm -hmm. like you're keeping track you're tallying things and then you relate it to something that happened before so like to feel like you're a part of one of those moments is a really like exciting thing we'd be like oh this is like you know when uh gibson hit like he had no option but to hit a home run at dodger stadium plunked it into the outside and won the fucking game right Mm. like you're like oh i was there for that yeah you feel part of something which is why like sports fans a lot of times can be like pretty crazy yeah it's like yeah this you feel so much as a part of your identity yeah yeah it becomes uh it's it's like a new pair of underwear at first it's constrictive (laughs) but eventually it becomes a part of you oh totally Uh, i love it sweet well, uh, let's uh, let's finish up with a little bit of recommendation. Let's do some sad when it's over. Did you bring us something you've been enjoying or experiencing or watching or um, taking in that you're enjoying? A reprieve from the day-to-day of yeah. we're all fucked? Yeah, I know, right? Um, I had so many options. I was like, hmm, what am I going to choose? Mm-hmm. But um, what was I watching? I, it's kind of a... I mean, there's probably people that have. Okay, no, I'm gonna do a watching, and then I'm gonna cheat and do a book. That's that fine. I'm cheat away. Okay, so we've been watching Easy on Netflix, which is like a super easy show, no pun intended, to watch. Every episode is different, but like all the characters are intertwined. Okay, it's usually about relationships and things like that, but it's just like a fun, 
and like relaxing show to watch. There's no political overtones. It's just like chill. So really like easy right now. Yeah. And then I found out they're not, it's not coming back for the third season. So that's no. sad. So I'll have to say goodbye to that. Oh, I, I hate know. when that happens. I know. Right? When it's just like, like at least the, at least the game of Thrones people are like it's coming, get ready. And yeah, then you learn like, Oh no, it's just done. It's yeah. done forever. And then the other thing that I'll talk about is um, a book that I just started reading. And Zadie Smith is an author I've never read before. People love her. She's awesome. She's British. She's, um, yeah, she's a woman, obviously. She's great. But I started reading her book, Northwest. And she, it's very, like, the way it's written is quite odd. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just really interesting. So I am almost done the book. I really recommend Zadie Smith. And uh, this this past year, I've been trying to read books by just diverse people. So I literally haven't read a book written by a man in like a year. So that's been fun. And then like just diverse women and like, you know, trans women and just different people. And it's just really great to read things that are written by a different voice. So that's also a fun thing that I've been doing. Nice. Excellent. Trying to remember what I talked about yesterday so I don't repeat myself. I think I did Brockmire yesterday. Mm. So what are we going to do today? Um, oh, it's not really a reprieve from anything, but um, the, uh, oh, no, no, I won't do that. That's So there's a great podcast on Netflix, or podcast on the internet called um, It Could Happen Here, which is what I was going to mm. do, but it's also about like what an American Civil War would look like, so it doesn't really make Ooh, you feel good. It's really fascinating and not nearly as terrifying as I had expected it to be. <laughs> uh, like the guy who hosts it is very good about uh, talking about it, like, well, like this is what's going to happen, but you know, people are generally good, so mm. like your horrific apocalyptic violent fantasies are probably a little bit of a stretch. Right. Uh, but that, we just talked about politics, so fuck that. Um, there's another podcast that I've been listening to, so I'm a really big fan of um, this guy named Dan Byrne, a friend of the show, Shane, and I have gone to see him twice when he uh, in the past two years when he comes to Edmonton. He's like a musician, singer, songwriter. Yeah. Uh, sounds a lot like Bob Dylan mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the trope of it all, but he's also like an, a painter and an author. Um, oh, cool. So he's got a book called 10,000 Crappy Songs, which is a, like about this you know avatar that is himself who wrote 10,000 crappy songs and oh, then be- cool. became a detective so it's a detective story about an ex-musician um and it's a bit silly but he also podcasts it now so like he releases it in 15 minute chunks in on this podcast That's and he cool. narrates it it's really good and it's it's kind of silly and absurd but maybe that's what everybody needs in their life i love it awesome uh do you have anything you want to plug while you're here not really i have nothing to plug i'm just living my life nice. it's summer get outside Sweltering outside it's so hot. it's so hot yeah nothing to plug just you know all right yeah um well if you've uh, enjoyed this and you feel it's worth a little jingle to you you can surf on over to our patreon patreon.com slash sd studios uh where we have uh, a place where you can chip in a little money coming soon t-shirts what um, i've decided i'm gonna spring for um i think we talked about this yesterday as well but i've decided i'm gonna spring for an artist to design a logo for us which we'll get the commercial rights to so i'm gonna fucking sell some t-shirts to yeah, might as well. myself um <laughs> i'm gonna buy a t-shirt for myself yeah. uh which i'm pretty psyched about so look for those coming probably by the end of the summer um when i won't sweat through it or yeah. you know what have you um you can get at us drink this pod at gmail.com at drink this pod on uh, varying social media uh you can find me at slingsbot 
Are you an active Twitter, active open Twitter user? Yep. Do you want to plug your handle? I'm Sharon M V U. Just holding on to my maiden name in that one. <laughs> <laughs> have you changed your name? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, we had a very long conversation about it. Mm. Where she expected to take my name, and I was like, no. You don't have to. No, That's I did. I refused to give it to her. I was like, oh, I, I love that. Do I get a chest of gold and several goats? And she <laughs> said, no. I was like, then you can't have my name. You're like, don't. Uh, so we share. I like it. Oh yeah, no, I'm pretty all about it. And seriously, Elliot, get at me. I will. I will do all the post production work. Are you work. listening? I'm dead serious. If you want to revive the high level showdown, this is my offer. This is what I'm putting out there. <laughs> Monthly recap, like we'll mm. do the either the end of the month or the beginning of the month, yeah. uh, whichever you want to do. Um, all you have to do is get in a room and press record. Send me all the. I'll do all the work. All you have to do is fucking record the show and I'll do the post. Get at me. Let's do it. Um, as always, I have been Matt and joining me today has been Sharon. And we will drink with you again soon.